What's up, everybody? It's been a while, and here we go. James and I will talk about PFL versus Bellator, the last rising event, my involvement with breaking down, and how I'm not too happy with the way it's going. So please, subscribe, like. Come on, let's get a lot of viewers on this channel. とある田舎町で生まれて移り住んだ新宿で育ちこの町で大きたこれまでのこれたちの心待ちの口試されたいちいち正しかった過ちたましなやたらしなやスニッチの始まり放課後の登山ショー自動館にホームアローンそんな時
Did you watch it? I've seen the audition shows. Yeah, the like no, the last breaking down eleven. Like they had the tournament like that. No, I think it was a pay per view, right? Ah, yeah, but it was it was uh, it was good fights, but there were like guys that would lose the fight and attack the fighter after the results. Ooh. Yeah, and then they started having like riots in the back because the losing fighter went went and talked the winning fighter. I mean the, you know the, the honor in the sport is gone. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, is for breaking down is they're all about the views and the clicks and the likes. So they're having these guys go over and be on what should be done in a sport. You know, I mean, I understand there's entertainment involved. So they, they go a little bit overboard, you know, in fighting, you don't do this and you don't do that. But because entertainment, okay, you can talk a little more shit because it's entertainment. But I also believe in entertainment, there should be a line. And I believe they're crossing that line. You don't you don't go and punch the fighter after the fight. They're having straight up brawls in the weigh-ins the day before the fight. Like, someone gets hurt, you're done. Yeah. There's also um, fights that when the fighter loses he wants to go and retaliate outside the arena so it's like you're bringing it in the streets now and that'll ruin the whole promotion and for me when i went to kyushu what i realized is that the one kids a lot of kids watching breaking down and that's a real bad um you know it's a good representative for the kids to watch and follow to there are so many people. I mean, the bus driver to the the guy who's at the ticket station and the train station, the you know the 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 courier that's pushing the the mail stops and says hi to me. I, in Kagoshima, when we have finished dinner before going to the hotel, I went and just walked through like that real busy district. I was gonna walk through see if there's like a massage place or you know just walk through and just you know check it out. And I ended up like beelining back to the hotel because I got stopped and I got, I mean, every, it felt weird. Everybody, I could hear my name. Yeah. Uh, so I, what I realized is that you got fight fans and you got breaking down fans. When you say fight fans is like, uh, like say um, the fight fans is like at the size of my living room. The breaking down fans is the size of my house. So you got every rising fan that knows Breaking Down, but not all Breaking Down fans know Rising. Hmm. So you got people that have never watched fighting, watching Breaking Down. And so this is the image they're getting of fighting. Got fight, got got these fighters can't control themselves. Before the fight, they can't wait one more day. They're fighting, brawling in their the weigh-ins. You know, that kind of stuff. So I... You know, I, I'm taking a risk right now because because of breaking down my my name value went skyrocketing. My uh, YouTube channel gained 4,000 subscribers. You know, my Instagram jumped up. My Twitter jumped up. You know, everything just kind of went crazy. My, uh, my TikTok jumped up too. And, you know, of course, the best thing for my social media platforms is to continue with breaking down. But I feel a bigger obligation. I have a bigger obligation to the martial arts, the reputation of fighting, and the honor of the sport. And for me, 
to be someone who's sitting there with the nickname of Yamato Damashi, representing all the pro fighters that that are in that, that can contain their emotions and you know even if they hate the guy, the fight's over, it's done. Be a professional. I'm representing those people too. I'm. I don't think it's a proper thing for me to sit sit there without saying anything. So I'm in my Japanese YouTube channel. I've actually put out a statement on the whole thing, and well, I tried to. I, I was nice about it, but I wasn't also beating around the bush. I kind of was straight to the point on a lot of things. So, you know, I mean, if Breaking Down was smart, they would take that and run with it and have me do some scenes where I'm help, trying to teach these guys a proper honor and what what they should and should not do. There's another chance they might be, you know, a little bit um, offended of me talking bad about Breaking Down. It's not people. Many people talk bad about Breaking Down. Unless they're mm. not a part of it, so I'm thinking I'll be the first person that's actually a, a big part of breaking down this. Not going to talk very positively about it, so they might hate me and not want me ever back on. But you know that that'll be, I mean, I, that'll probably stop the the rise of my name a little bit, and that'll probably freeze my you know not not gain any more viewers on the on the on the social media platforms. But. For me, it's not about clicks. It's not about money. It's not about likes. It's more about what's right and what's wrong. And you know, fighting has made me who I am. And the least I can do is uh, keep the respect to fighting and make sure people don't take advantage of fighting and use it in a bad way and ruin the reputation. That's really, really interesting. Because I remember at the beginning of the year, you had kind of said that you were okay with the association with breaking down because you felt that it was bringing people off the streets and it was a good thing to get the martial arts discipline. But now after seeing the most recent experience, you're saying that that's kind of changed now because of the fact that they're, they're doing things that don't go alongside like a, a traditional martial artist code, right? You know, you don't yeah, hit I agree. after the bell. I, agree that, I still agree that I want to be a part of it because what they're bringing the kids off the street and giving them a future, some of them. Mm -hmm. But then... I think there's a bigger picture where they're discrediting the fighting, the, the martial art. They're teaching the kids the wrong way. They're teaching the young kids that are watching and looking for role models to grab the wrong type of role models. So, you know, as, as much as I'm super happy, though, how they're pulling the kids off the street and giving them dream, I think there's a bigger picture that needs to be taken care of, and that's the, the respect and honor of the martial art. And if you were a gambling man, do you think that's something they'll do? What, what do you mean? What do you think? Like, do you think that they will, like, put some, not regulations, but tell people you can't go fighting after the bell. You can't, you know, because in the UFC, right? Like, that happened once. Paul Daly got fired and never, was never allowed to come back again. So, well, you know, I mean, is that the, problem, <clears throat> the problem with that is I don't know because mm -hmm. these uh, promoters are so obsessed with the views and the likes and the popularity of the show i don't think they're looking in more they don't look, they're, they're not looking any deeper into the long-term future of what they're going to do to the reputation of the fight art the martial art yeah and i think it's like... my duty to step aside if that's what they're going to do and i don't mm -hmm. want to be a part of it regardless of what it could do for my social media platforms regardless of what it can do for me financially yeah, makes sense. You got principles, right? And uh, I totally yeah. agree because Ryzen's done quite a good job of, yes, there's elements of freak show fights, but there's also good competition in it, right? 
and yeah. you, you get the impression that the the Ryzen fans that you know they're hardcore MMA fans they 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 want to see good fights um so yeah so I could see I could see where where you stand on it so that's interesting yeah I had not heard that actually that's funny because sometimes breaking down you know you see little bits here and there that kind of seeps into into news on Twitter just in the Western world but um I hadn't seen anything like that so that's interesting um you mentioned you were at Ryzen you were at the show in Saga. Um, what, did, what was your, other, other than being mobbed, what was your overall experience of being at the show? I think nine out of seven fights are knockouts. Yeah, it was really exciting card. Fights are amazing, man. I mean, uh, the ones that stand out in my head is the main event, Jorie and Luis. Oh, great That fight. was a battle, man. I mean, I thought Jorie won. I thought maybe Jorie pulled it off. It was close. It was definitely yeah, close. Yeah, I thought fight. the first and second round, Jorge did really well. Maybe because we expected Jorge to get beaten up. And when he didn't, we thought we, it almost looked like he won the round. Maybe. Yeah, he was one that stood out that fight. The other fight that stood out was that, uh, what's her name? Oshima, the little girl. Oh, Oshima. Yeah. Wow. Man, she was going for submission after submission and finally got the arm bar, and it was solid. It was really good. And then you want to talk crazy submissions. How about Imanari? Oh my gosh. I've never I've never seen someone take such a beating in that moment and then completely turn it around. Just a, the guy is a wizard to say the least uh, with his submissions, right? It was just and his age. Is, is his opponent was probably more just concentrating on the foot, the foot, the foot, boom, yeah. boom, armbar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, my team is no slouch, right? And for him to lose to because he was supposed to fight Vuga. He was supposed to fight Karamov. And then yeah, Karamov, yeah. yeah, couldn't come and, and Imanari steps in. Is it 46? I think he's 46 year old Imanari comes that's in. That's supposed to be like a, a filler for his fight to win and finally fight Imanov, yeah? Yeah, I mean that, when you've got jujitsu that dangerous, right? You just Yeah. You, you can Imanari. crazy. Just chalk one down for the old man. Yeah, so that I felt like that was a really fun event. It was actually the debut of Ryzen's international streaming service as well. Which was quite ah, that's cool. right. That's what they said. And I think it actually was debuted, and it was debuted there. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. At it State was Marina in Kyushu. Yeah, it was. It generally worked pretty well because it was. It's Ryzen TV, and uh, yeah, it was pretty easy to sign up, buy the pay per view, watch the fights. A, um, I think some people said it was lagging a bit in the beginning, but uh, I wasn't up at 3 a.m. when it started. <laughs> so I, I saw the probably the, the last six or seven fights and it worked fine for me. The audio seemed pretty good. So, um, yeah, quite cool that they're, you know, doing something for us international fans. It's been a while. So, you know what the <laughs> Bernie getting involved in the podcast. Do you know what the big issue that a lot of people have? You probably are not aware of this, right? Because you're in Japan. Yeah. But the bit, one of the big issues that people always have is, so when they first used to do the Ryzen shows, they used to fly in commentators. They used to bring in a commentary team. And then yeah. ever since about COVID, they just, they, they like do this like Zoom commentary where it's, it's all remote. Like people, you've got um, guys in Australia like doing the commentary and it's kind of out of sync. And it's, it's a big... Yeah, it's a bit of a criticism. Oh, that most... so the guys aren't at the arena anymore. I don't even know. I never did watch the English commentary. No, yeah, they're ah, not the ah, arena. So ah, 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 ah. <laughs> he's not happy. 
I tell you, kids, James. <laughs> okay. You two followers, you're going to have a taste of this. <laughs> This happens every day about three or four times. And there's nothing we can do but wait for it to end. has to be a podcast first it's the first time it's happened live on the podcast so. that is that is unusual man yeah <laughs> normally that they know what's going on um any other any other thoughts on Ryzen? um yeah um osman and abidaichi yes i was Abe. actually um the osman's you a part of the the kitakushu yamadamaji soku so that was a kind of a bummer. He was actually doing pretty good, but he got caught with an overhand right. So that was kind of a bummer. Who's that, Shirakawa? Um, yeah, Osman, yeah. Mm. So right, that was kind fair. of a bummer. But yeah, other than that, I mean, the, the arena was about mm, 80% full. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was a good car. I, I When I first decided to go, because I was down south in Kyushu, so I figured, ah, I'm nearby, so I messaged Rising. I messaged Sakakibara and said, if you have any good tickets open, um, are you able to give, get me some uh, invitational tickets? And he said, oh, of course we can. I said, oh, can I get three? So I got three and brought some of the guys with me. And frick, it was awesome seats, man. And I was kind of looking at the car like, ah, there's like two or three fights I want to see. Hmm. And then, damn, that whole card was pretty exciting. Yeah, there's lots of good fights in the end. It, but yeah, I know what you mean. There wasn't that much star power on the show, sort of thing, right? It was quite yeah, yeah. Um, lower level names, but it turned out to be a really fun show. It was good fights. Um, but it was a whole weekend of good fights. Um, I know you've been busy, so you probably haven't seen many of them. But there was PFL versus Bellator, which yeah, was... the thing with PFL versus Bellator in Japan, it, it said something about Unix, but I looked at Unix and there's no Bellator, so. It's actually pretty hard to find, so I actually haven't seen it yet. I pretty much know most of the results, but yeah. I didn't see the fights, and I definitely, when I find a way to watch it, I'm definitely going to watch those fights. Yeah, the guy that really stood out to me on those fights was um, AJ McKee. He oh. looks so good. He faced Clay Collard, and he just handled him. Took him down, wow, subbed him straight dude. away. I was like, "Wow!" Because Clay's one of the probably one of PFL's biggest names, right? And AJ just looked like he's on another level. He looked like they, he looked like he could just go into the UFC top five easily. I mean, he's always looked pretty good against like Pitbull and like some of the other big Bellator names. But he didn't AJ just fight in Japan last year, not this past New Year's, the one before. Oh, uh, okay. yeah, he fought. Yeah, he fought Souza, if you remember. And it was a pretty close fight. Uh, that was a pretty good fight. Souza was pretty good, you know. His level. You watched that live, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so yeah, so that he looked really impressive. And I don't know what happens, whether he's going to stick about. That's the one thing that's interesting about this whole PFL versus Bellator. Like, do, are the names staying in Bellator? Are they going elsewhere? Are they going to do these Bellator shows? Who knows? We we have to see. But um, yeah, we had Yo uh, Romero versus Thiago Santos. Oh, what happened with that one? I, not the most exciting fight, but Yo still looks pretty good. He did actually get the win. He got the decision win. Oh uh, god, that wasn't a decision. I thought for sure knockout. So did I. Yeah. Um, the other for another first round finish. Sorry, second round finish was Vadim Nemkov fighting Bruno Capaloza. Nemkov won. Nemkov won, and that was at heavyweight. And yeah, he moved up to heavyweight. Yeah. Yeah, he's super talented. That guy. Like he's, wow. I know he's like Fedor's protege, right? And. <laughs> The sky is the limit with him. He is seriously making a case for, um, you know, yeah, make it. Well, he's the, in heavyweight now, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know whether, he, yeah, whether he'll stay at heavyweight, but he looked like he put on quite a lot of weight for it. So maybe he's going to stay. Um, oh. There was also Jason Jackson versus Ray Cooper, the third. Oh, what happened with that one? Ray Cooper. Yeah, he lost, uh, unfortunately. Jason Jackson got the. The ground and pound in round two. Oh, lost. Damn. Yeah, he always brings it right. So that was yeah. a bit of a shame. And that was another Bellator win. You can see where I'm going. Oh, <laughs> it's right. like that was, it was liter literally because even Johnny Eblen, um, he faced, uh, was it? I can never pronounce his name, Impa Kasenge. Um, and I think Impa was, wasn't he like the light heavyweight champ? Oh, um, I'm not sure. Yeah, I've, I'm never too familiar with the PFL stuff, but Johnny Eblen took some real damage in the beginning, but then came back and, and won a split decision um, quite handily, I felt. Uh, he did an incredible job of coming back. So that was that was a really exciting fight as well. And then the main event was where PFL did get a win, which is where Henan Ferreira knocked out Ryan Bader li literally straight away. Um, wow. Within like twenty seconds, and it was a great. That's kind of that's kind of makes an interesting fight now because I'd rather see Nungano fight him than Nungano fight Bader. Yeah, hundred percent because um, he's a big knockout artist, right? And it, obviously Francis is as well. So the two of them, it made quite a compelling fight. But what was crazy wow. was that I thought they were going to get him in the cage, do the face off, but then Francis left. Like as soon as the fight finished, Francis left. So that made me think like. Because they were hyping it as this is Francis' future opponent. And so you'd think they might have brought him in the cage or something. But I suppose he's got a big boxing. He's fighting Joshua, right? In, yeah, uh, yeah. I guess he's got that before. So I don't know. Maybe he doesn't want to talk about it. or Yeah. Because you think there's a, you know, if he beats Joshua, he's got a huge payday coming to fight Fury again or Usyk even. <laughs> like Depending on how that fight goes as well. So... He is positioned very well for his future. So he's got all these options, right? If he loses to, to Joshua, he can come back to MMA, do a big fight, or he can do other big boxing fights. So he's in a good place. Yeah, but wow. Did you happen to see the other big notable thing was that John Jones was there? Yeah, and, that was weird, huh? <laughs> yeah, and they brought him on the broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, what do you think of that? It was kind. Of, I felt like a little bit unprofessional by PFL to be kind of 
putting them on the spot, asking those questions, kind of saying like, hey, you know, we need to make this fight happen, John Jones versus Francis Ngannou. And obviously, I don't know, we know that's not really going to happen, but it just seemed a bit like, I don't know. Didn't really seem like time or place, but I get they, they're trying to shoot that, the I was surprised that John Jones even was there and even was put up in front of the camera. I think, do you know what it is? I think the whole Saudi Arabia thing changes everything because I think they probably paid him a shitload of money to be there, um, a shitload of money to be on camera. Uh, and hey, the, the Saudis have done a great job of getting boxers fight and doing the whole co-promotion. Um, so maybe they're thinking that actually we could do a PFL versus UFC, but I don't know how you feel well, about that. But, never know. I, I don't think it'll ever happen. I don't think, uh, well, you know, especially with Dana's stances, pretty much they're overall by far number one. Yeah. And why that's... would they Why would they even entertain um, mixing and co-promoting co- co- with a, a association that's second to them by a big margin? Yeah, I, I can't. I... I kind of understand that position because it's kind of, it's not like P, if PFL had been really big and competitive for a long time, kind of like how pride was right. Where it was like, obviously like a, a bit of a battle, whereas there's still quite a new name and it, it doesn't really like, what does the UFC get out of it? Not really, not really anything other than the fact that France, we get to see Francis versus John Jones, but I could see why they as an organization would be reluctant because they don't. They really don't get anything out of it. At the end of the day, um, yeah. You, know, when... you think about it. The big, the big names in you know, even the winners of uh, PFL versus Bellator, if they're going to try to do a um, PFL because now all the fighters are PFL. So you're going to try to do a PFL versus UFC. Uh, you know, the main event. This guy's own. I only heard this guy's name because of this fight. Mm-hmm. I haven't really watched him fight in PFL at all. Uh, you got then you got Nemkov is actually a I've heard his name. I saw him fight. I know he's really good, but there's no like McGregor power or Justin Gaethje power, you know, not even like yeah. Max Holloway power. I mean, I've heard his name. I know he's a good fighter, but it's not like I know a lot about him because I haven't seen much of him. So most, even if, you know, Ray Cooper won, still Ray Cooper, I know Ray Cooper, but it's like, ah, who has Ray Cooper fought? You know, I mean, he hasn't fought the likes of, Max Holloway, Dustin, Dustin Poirier, you know, and yeah. You know, so, yeah, yeah, for me, um, it's too early, right? Yeah, it's way too it early. It doesn't work as as exciting. I mean, PFL was exciting. PFL Bellator was exciting because it was like a promotion against promotion. Yeah. Not necessarily because of the name value. So yeah, yeah, I mean, you're hundred percent right. That excitement in UFC, but they won't have that name value excitement. I think I think that's it. It's like the when it happened with boxing, there were it was because you wanted to see Tyson Fury versus um Anthony Joshua or like um you know these cards with Deontay Wilder and and these names that wouldn't kind of fight each other. They they're the people that brought them to the table. So, you know, that worked. But it's like you say, there isn't the big enough names. It's it's only Francis who just left the UFC. So it's a bit like it it's it doesn't I don't think it will ever happen. It feel, felt like kind of a bit pointless to do, to be honest. Felt a bit needy. Well, then, then again, if you think about it as a promotion in itself, you got a lot of boxing matches. That Boxing is pretty much like that. You just have a huge main event, 
Mm. And you have an undercard just to fill the undercard. And if the, the main event is huge enough, the promotion that promotion could actually do pretty damn good with just that mm -hmm. one fight. You could probably sell the whole event on that one fight. You know, like like you know, you got boxing when you got um uh say um, Marvin Her uh, Marvin Hagler against um, Tommy Hearns. Mm -hmm. I don't remember any other fights below that. Yeah, yeah, Mike definitely. Tyson, right. Buster Douglas. I don't remember any other fights below that. And you could do that with Jones and Ganu, but I guess it's not how MMA is historically done. Like we have yeah, good true, true. fights. It's not boxing. Yeah. yeah. But I, I guess I, I, I get the tactic of why they did it because we're talking about it. People are going to talk about it. People are going to talk about PFL. But um, it's not something I'm clamoring for. Do you know what I mean? Like if I don't see John Jones fight Francis Ngannou, I can live. It's not. It's not. To me, it's not a huge dream fight. Like it, it will be a good fight, but it's not. It's not the biggest fight I'm looking forward to. You know. There's... That's true. That's true. Yeah. To be fair, well, they, you know, I think they should build towards Francis and Garnu versus uh, the what's his name, Helen Ferraro guy, because he looked incredible knocking out Ryan Bader in in less than thirty seconds. That's exciting. Like, it should work on getting this. I think the fans getting excited more about that than a potential dream match that's really unlikely to happen. So yeah, and Ryan Ryan Bader's a badass. I mean, for him to knock Ryan Bader out, I mean, with yeah. the wrestling, the wrestling threat, you know, the, the Ryan Bader's tough as nails. You know, for him to knock them out in that one round, man, wow. It's like, mm. Yep, yep. And uh, apparently they're going to continue with Bellator shows and they want to make this like an annual thing. So they want to keep the Bellator brand. They want to do about five or six shows a year, I think. Um, and then do a big same sort of thing again where it's PFL versus Bellator the next year. So be interesting to see how that plays out. I still think it's a bit strange running two promotions. I really feel like they, they PFL just needs that talent, like just absorb it and just have great fighters in pfl um but we'll see see what happens yeah that's interesting that they're gonna actually keep the bellator name alive and rug two more promotions that's true yeah like you know like dana said it's funny because it's two mediocre promotions yeah it's like two yeah you could have a lot much stronger promotion combining the two than running them side by side yeah yeah that, yeah with I find with PFL, it's really interesting. They do everything really differently. I think it's because the guys aren't traditional promoters. In that sense. They're like two business guys that came along, right? Whereas, you know, someone like a Scott Coker or a Dana White, um, you kind of, there's a pattern they follow, right? With the events and building talent. And whereas PFL seems to do things quite differently. So it's, it's an interesting watch to see how it plays out. Where's Scott Coker now? Is he still part of Bellator? No, he's gone. He's gone. Whoa. Yeah, he said he, he he did. I think he wanted to do his own thing, you know. And I'm really excited to see whatever that is because I I he's always been one of my favorite promoters because he's always put on good, exciting fights. Even when you know the Strike Force days, he had some great fights at Strike Force, right? Um, I think at the end of his Bellator career, he was kind of his hands were tied a little bit with what he could do because if you remember, Bellator got bought by is it Viacom? Um, so I think oh, that's right. it wasn't like his baby, like strike force where he could, you know, do what he wanted. So we'll, we'll see, we'll see what, see what the future is for Scott Coco. Hopefully something new, you know, that'd be cool. Yeah. 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 We'll see. We'll see. Um, and then I don't suppose you managed to catch any of the UFC fights. 
I did. I saw the UFC fights. Awesome. What did you think of uh, Brian Ortega versus Yair Rodriguez? He showed his toughness, man. Yair was uh, manhandling him, man. Whew. And Insane. I mean, I think at a couple at the in the first round, I think it was. In the first round, it was. I think he was pretty much out on his feet. Yeah. And then went to the ground. I was getting pummeled, but whew, somehow made it to the round. And second round, actually got him to the ground, controlled him on the ground to the end of the round. I think he had his back, yeah. Yeah. And then, whew, we know what happened in the last round. Yeah. He just looked great. And I, uh, the toughness and the resilience, even the thing with the ankle first, right? <laughs> Where he was doing the jumping and then whatever happened there that looked kind of scary at one point. Someone like, was someone was saying something like uh, he's not putting the money on Ortega because of the karma he's going to get for cheating on Tracy or Cortez. <laughs> I don't know if that really yeah. happened or not, but someone wrote that and then it was like, oh, I guess... And he wrote something like, oh, I guess karma's not that dangerous. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. I hope he gets a title shot. Like, him and Topuria would be a fucking fantastic fight. Like, I would love Topuria's to see calling that. out, uh, uh, who's the champ again? McGregor. McGregor. No, Topuria's calling out, uh, uh, not Hamzada. Fuck. What, Paddy? What's the champ in that division? Oh, uh, Islam. Makachev. Islam, yeah. I can't be afraid of his name. Yeah, so to first calling out Islam. Really? I didn't see that. Wow. Yeah, he wants Islam. So, ooh, that, that would be interesting. Could be. It's a bit soon for that, for that fight. He's got to defend his belt. Like, come on. Like, he's going to get title defense. But I thought it was soon for Petora, or no, him to fight uh, um, Volfanowski, too. I, I thought Volk yeah. was going to teach him a lesson, man. Yeah. He is doing a like insane promotions i don't know if you've seen but he he walked out to the real in the real madrid stadium uh with the ufc championship all suited and booted with like eighty thousand people like he's in spain he's becoming like the guy wow so definitely uh becoming a big superstar in my side of the world in europe anyway so um that's a big deal that's like <sighs> How do you put this in like American football terms? I don't know. <laughs> Think of um, Justin Gaethje walking out with a UFC championship in front of Dallas Cowboys, if they're big, in front of like the whole arena sort of thing. Kind of like that. But Real Madrid oh. in Spain is the biggest thing ever. Even in Europe. It's oh, huge. really? Yeah. Yeah, it's a big, big deal. So he he is doing really big things. Um, but yeah, I'd love to see him fight Ortega. I think that would be cool. Yeah, I agree. Um, anything else you wanted to discuss? No, that's about it. Cool. Looking All forward right, to everybody. Thailand. Yeah, it's coming up. Two and a half weeks to go. In fact, I'll talk to you about yeah. that after, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks everybody for watching. I hope you enjoyed this quick episode and we'll be back again soon. All right, everyone. Thank you for watching. Please make sure you subscribe, like, share.
And let everyone know that Encino has a podcast. All right, everyone, have a good night. See you soon.